Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hi, listeners. We are joined today by Jillian Wright. Her beauty credentials are very deep. She is the co-founder of Indie Beauty Media Group, which brings us the Indie Beauty Expo, currently in three markets. She's also the founder of Jillian Wright Skincare and a former spa owner. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Thank you. And I'm a clinical esthetician. Yeah, you are. um, You're like the triple play of beauty, right? An esthetician, (laughs) a business owner, and a mogul of media. Well, thank you very much. It's very kind of you. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jillian, our listeners are curious about the career paths and journeys of executives in the beauty industry, um, but particularly not the glossed over and picture perfect view that many tell. They're really much more interested in an honest and authentic one. Um, and you certainly have a really interesting story to tell. So I'm so excited that you're here with us today. Um, I thought that we'd start with the theme of inspiration. Um, I remember when you and I first sat down to talk, you told me the story of how you were inspired to create the Indie Beauty Expo, and it was—it seems like such a vivid um, memory for you. And I believe you said you had it literally as you're walking across the street on the city street one day. Um, I was hoping you could take us back to that day and tell us um, what that inspiration was and why. Well, sure. Um, my journey actually started back in 1999 um, when I uh, became an basically called Daily Candy and I said, hey, do you want to come in for a facial? And back then it was much easier and you could talk to writers and and editors and most of the time they were very happy to do so and um, she did. And three weeks later, she wrote about my spa and she wrote about my facial and that put me on the map. And I booked 100 facials in 24 hours. No joke, no lie. It was incredible. I had a um, call upon a friend of mine who was also an esthetician, begged her to come and work with me. And that relationship lasted five years because we were just inundated with, with um, uh, appointments. So then in 2010, I realized at that moment that I had enough experience in the spa industry and as a, an esthetician that I was going to start to develop my own collection And it took me about three and a half years to do so from start to finish, um, from the formulations and my story and the packaging. And I thought that in 2013, when I actually did launch and I did desk sides, that if I built it, they would come just like I did with my facial and my spa business. And because the landscape had changed so dramatically in terms of marketing and it became very saturated, that didn't happen. And I had this amazing collection of products. I had the experience and uh, the expertise, but yet nobody was really coming to my website to buy the product. I had this grandiose idea that I would have 50 retailers by the end of the year and that they would all come Mm. knocking at my door and it would just be easy like it was with my facial business. I was very lucky. I was very spoiled and fortunate to, you know, be in New York City, you know, have a facial business and um, start when I did and be as successful as I was. So I was very humbled back in 2013 
um, I didn't really know that or realize that I needed a team to um, scale my business. So at the moment, at that time, I thought, okay, well, I'll do a, a show. I'll do a trade show. So I did my research and I was looking around for the right fit. And I considered my brand luxury indie beauty, you know, a high-end line with a higher price point, really great formulations. But I wasn't really competing with the Rhonda Allison's or the bio elements or the eminence. I wasn't that big and I didn't have 300 SKUs and I wasn't taking, you know, the middle of the trade show floor with like, you know, 2,000 square feet. I was a little brand. Um, but when I did my research, I realized, oh my God, like I, I don't really fit in anywhere. I don't, I don't fit in at the bigger shows. I don't fit in at like the natural expos. Like I know who I am, but who am I in the industry? Mm. So Mm -hmm. when I kind of had like a not so favorable experience with a trade show that I did decide to do, the customer service wasn't there. I admit I had never done a trade show. I didn't know where to start. I needed my hand held and it just didn't happen. So that aha moment for me was when I was walking to my spa and I was walking across the street. I had just gotten off the bus and I just said, you know what? I'm just going to do this myself. I can't believe that there isn't anything out there for me to do serious business with the with buyers and press and even consumers. So that's when my aha moment was walking across the street and I envisioned Tata Harper, Tracy Martin, Kahina Giving Beauty, Lotus Way, all in one room doing business with buyers. And that's when I got really excited. So that was my aha moment walking across the street. It's so awesome. You know, um, if we can just go back to 1999 when you picked up the phone to call Daily Candy. Um, So this was, um, you know, for those who aren't familiar with it, it was really like the, um, what everybody was tuned into, right? Daily Candy email went out and listed cool, interesting things to do or people to see or places to go. And everyone was a believer, right? There wasn't as much clutter in terms of this kind of news at the time. There was nothing like it. I mean, it was the go-to place to find the hottest restaurants, you know, the hottest nail salons, the hottest everything. Everybody just was dying to open up their daily candy email. The only other form of marketing we had at the time was City Search. There really wasn't there right. was no Yelp. There wasn't <laughs> Facebook. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have anything like that. So for me, City Search and Daily Candy were like my go-to places to find the, the hottest places to go. So it was perfect for me. It was amazing. So did you feel like you needed to be really kind of brave in that moment and make the decision to pick up the phone when you like weren't a publicist yourself and never had to navigate that kind of media landscape? What what was that feeling at the time that like gave you the courage to actually just give it a try? It wasn't even, it was a no brainer for me. I was like, oh, I'm just going to give him a call. And I just looked on their website and found um, a phone number and I called and somebody answered and literally she, she came in and three weeks later, that was it. She wrote about me. It was very organic and it was very natural. It was, it was very easy. It was too easy. <laughs> it was just like, it wasn't even a thought process. It was just like, oh, okay. And I never really had to call a publicist after that. I mean, when you book a hundred facials in, in 24 hours, 
it literally did not stop Jody for 17 years. It built my business. Oh my goodness. That was, that was it. And it was, it was, an, it was incredible. It was incredible. Well, I was, um, very, I was very lucky. I was very, very lucky. Yeah. I mean, the universe was aligned for you in that moment, right. To make that happen. Um, you know, so from the spa world to indie beauty expo, um, you know, I wouldn't call this a career change, right. This is more like a pivot, right. You're still totally rooted in beauty, but you've since given up the spa. Is that right? Yes. I, um, I gave up the spa almost a year ago on February 29th, 2016 because my focus and dedication was definitely more towards my brand and um, the Indie Beauty Expo. I just needed to focus. And for about eight months, I did see some private clients um, a couple of days a week, but then that even got to be too much. And I just retired on um, November 18th. And I I say retired loosely because um, for me, you know, promoting my brand and doing in-store events and doing facials for special occasions I'm I'm expecting to do it's just more of like that in-spa experience where I have to go someplace and I have equipment and and whatnot um I'm just a lot more mobile now and I can share my expertise with other estheticians I mean I've, I've been in the industry so long now that I can actually share what I've learned um with other people and educate other other trade professionals. So I'm, I'm really happy and excited to be able to do that and have the time. And I don't think people realize that when you're um, a therapist and when you're a provider of, of energy and physical um, uh, expertise, like extractions and massage, it's very, it's very draining because I'm using my energy on many different levels to, to take care of somebody else. And I happily did it for almost 18 years. But right now it's time for me to uh, reach a broader audience in in what I've built with Nodder, with um, IBE. It's just more important. So it's definitely a pivot. It's definitely a shift. It's an enhancement of being able to share what I have done on a broader um, platform. So um, rather than working one-on-one with somebody, now I'm, I'm working with with many. It's so interesting, you know, um, for myself as a business owner for the past 10 years, I've um, started to think of business ownership as a journey, right? None of it's immediate. It's a journey. And I, I've been following these invisible dots, right? I don't know where the journey is taking me. I just, you know, kind of a dot appears and I like a Pac-Man game, right? There's a dot in front of me. I grab it and I don't know where the next one is, but um, that's how opportunity has been for me. And um, I sense that with you, this real trust in the journey, this sense of, um, you know, allowing the universe to bring you what's next, um, and then the courage to um, take advantage of it and, and utilize it. Um, and I think there's a lot of business founders and owners that are, are uncomfortable with that, but you seem incredibly comfortable um, with that um, kind of acceptance, well, I would say. Very, um, would you describe very... it in a similar way? Sure, absolutely. I mean, we're very laser focused. We're very dedicated. Um, Nader and I have this incredible team and we have team meetings. It's amazing that we all work remotely. We're all over the world, actually. But because we are so dedicated um, and because Nader can lead our team in such a meaningful way that, you know, connecting the dots in a Pac-Man 
way is, is very true because I don't know who is going to email me or who is going to reach out or who is going to call at any given moment. And that's the exciting part for me. And that's what makes this whole journey very electric. But on the back end of what we're doing, it's, it's a very different story. I mean, we keep in, you know, we keep data. We're, we're very statistical, statistically oriented. We're very focused. We're very driven. We're very dedicated. We're very passionate. And we have um, the right things aligned with, um, you know, taking care of our exhibitors and making sure they are our clients. They are number one and paramount for us. So our team is focused on making sure that they're happy. So yes, it is like a Pac-Man game because I don't know and we don't know who we're going to encounter on a daily basis. But on the back end, we are very laser focused with our communication, with our graphics with our visuals with you know our spreadsheets so you know having a business and doing something like this you have to have the discipline on the other side to make it look effortless it's very very important well for anyone who's attended one of the ndbd expo events it does seem flawless um it's a it's a really incredible experience um, you know, and from my point of view, I um, I guess I'm almost stunned and surprised that um, this hasn't happened before you, right? Like, why wasn't there an indie beauty opportunity um, for brands to gather together for this sort of exposure um, before you and Nader founded it? Um, you know, th- this idea of um, founder-led small brands being the innovators in the industry has been happening for decades, right? Bobby Brown just celebrated 25 years in business. Um, So this is not new. It's not a new phenomenon that um, small founder-led brands drive innovation, but um, you are the ones that brought this to us. Um, Why do you think that now is the right time? Well, it just came from a very personal perspective and a very personal experience. And if you don't have that experience to drive frustration, um, then, you know, it's, it's also a very difficult thing to do. I mean, what Nader and I do as effortless and beautiful as it seems on the front end, on the back end, you know, we have this incredible team that is making it work in a very profound way. Other people have tried and realized how incredibly difficult it is, and you're pretty much set up for failure. But, you know, because I am so driven to see this succeed and to build a platform for small businesses, we're the wallflowers, we're the little guys, we're, you know, we're the the underdog, and nobody wants to invest in the underdog because it's a, a financial gamble. And I don't think anybody ever really took us seriously. And mm-hmm. when you have brands that are considered small doing 20 to $100 million, that isn't us. That's just not us. I mean, we're focusing on the brands that do, you know, zero to, to maybe 10 million or 20 million. And when, you know, your business isn't driven by passion or you don't have a personal experience with, the the result of that, then why is there a need? There's no need. But I found there to be a significant need to get these um, entrepreneurs together and to feel validated 
like that to me, like I never felt validated. And I thought mm. to myself, Jody, my God, you know, I just dedicated my entire adult life to beauty, to the spa industry, to, to everything from being in the treatment room, to having a small business, to promoting and to, and I felt invisible. I felt invisible. And I said, why, why am I invisible when I just dedicated all this time and energy into something I am extremely passionate about, passionate about? Why don't I have the opportunity to tell my story? Why don't I have the opportunity to showcase, you know, something that I just spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on to promote? Why am I being pushed aside or not being seen? And when you have that, you know, behind you, that's what fuels the success. Now, I have to tell you, my, my, my other smoking gun is Nodder. I could never have done this without him. And he could never have done this without me. Mm-hmm. We are such a complementary pair with his business expertise and then my vision and my ability to see it to the, like, to the end. And also the, the relationships that I have built in the industry, it's a win-win situation. So every small business, I believe, needs a nodder. <laughs> it needs a Jillian to have the vision. <laughs> So awesome. I mean I I mean other people have tried to do it since since we uh, since the inception of IBE and you know they've unfortunately failed, but it's it's I'm telling you it's not easy, but that's kind of where we're at um, in terms of we've I don't want to say we've made mistakes but we've learned how to do these events and be able to grow them in meaningful ways. Um, but we've also sacrificed a lot. So I think in any small business situation, when you have something like this, you have to learn how to sacrifice and live under your means. Absolutely, 100%. We all have done it to do what we're doing with, with IBE and with my skincare line too. You know, sacrifice is another very important um, word, I think, in the beginning, in the beginning, and then hopefully you know, you, you gain steam and you, you know, you, you meet people hopefully through IBE that can help scale your business and, um, you know, distribute your, your brand. Um, as a business owner, I'd like to say that, um, I have unlimited earning potential. I might not be seeing it in this moment, (laughs) but there's unlimited earning potentials there, right? It's a future. Um, and maybe that's, um, you know, part of the sacrifice theme, right? I'm working hard now because I know um, if I stick with it and stay focused on, you know, what I think our, our value is, my value, um, it will come, right? But it really requires an enormous amount of patience. Patience and time, and you have to constantly work no matter what. Even if you gain a level of success, it's a constant grind. And that's, it's, it's challenging on so many ways because it challenges your character. It challenges your support system. So when I talk to beauty entrepreneurs or just small business entrepreneurs, I, I, it's a little bit of tough love. You know, who are you? Who are your, who is your, like, what is your brand? What are you bringing to market? Why is it, does it already exist? 
Like I really try to have that person dig really deep because that is the foundation of your business. Why are you putting it into the market? Are you um, contributing to the waste stream? Are you contributing to sustainability? Like, what are you? Who are you? And when somebody can dig that deep, then and then they can come out of it with a you know a business plan or a business model or an idea or something that they feel very strongly about. That's when they will see success, but the success will come down the road because. Another reason, people are saturated with information. People are saturated with with product and stuff. So you have to be able to separate yourself in a very meaningful way because our consumer is extremely educated and they're aware. So if you're going to start a business or continue and maintain your business, you have to ask yourself the hard questions and that's when success will come down the road because you're building that solid foundation. And if I can you know, say I, one more one more thing about yeah, it, please. everybody has their hand out. Everyone will promise you the moon. I can do this for you. I can do that for you. I am the best. Blah, blah, blah. Be very careful and mindful of where you spend your money. Very careful. Because hundred, you could blow a hundred grand in an in instant. In one year, boom, it's gone. So also be very mindful of who you partner with mm-hmm. and who, you know, your outside um, help is that you hire. Make sure that they're as passionate about it, too. And that's where, you, again, you'll gain success. So just be very mindful of that. That's a great note um, for entrepreneurs. Um, you know, I'd love to switch gears a little bit now and um, talk about um, – balance and family. Um, when I started my business, I was inspired to do so because I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't seen in the business I was working in or, um, people around me, um, role models for how to be, um, a mom and still have a job and be the mom that I wanted to be and still have that job. Um, and when I talk with you, I, I get this, you know, profound sense of balance and, um, focus and priority for your family and your role as a mom, um, can you walk us through a little bit about um, how balance plays a role in your life and how you uh, make time for all the things that are important to you? Uh, sure. When I became an esthetician, it was the perfect position and job for me, living in New York City and raising a family. It was very stable. It was very um, uh, scheduled, and and I needed that in order to raise a family. And... Um, So it really served me well. I was around women most of the time, 90% of the time, and I really love female energy. And um, the women that worked with me, I loved, and we built a real community and we supported each other. So I can't necessarily say that my job was high pressure, but it was something that I really enjoyed. And um, I worked part-time. I've always worked part-time to raise a family, and that was also very helpful. And Believe it or not, in the midst of all of that, I went through a divorce and I was still able to maintain balance because I've always lived below my means, always. I've never been selfish. I've always been very selfless. And when you have a family, you have to be selfless. I mean, I I would love to have beautiful clothing and I would love to have beautiful purses and, you know, go on lavish vacations. But those were some of the sacrifices I made 
to live in New York and to raise a family and make sure that they were happy. I always just worked part-time. So then, you know, shifting gears, closing my spa, close, you know, stop, I, I stopped doing uh, appointments, facials. You know, I definitely took another risk. Um, but I've been able to, um, again, maintain stability with my family. Um, I work from home now or I go in and meet with my team um, every so often. Like I said, we work remotely. But I am remarried and I'm remarried to a wonderful guy who just lets me do my thing. He never, ever puts any pressure on me in any way. And I never, I, he never points out my flaws. He never makes me feel bad. And I'm telling you that, that it's huge. It's huge for me to be able to do this with IBE and my skincare line. My kids are very supportive. They see me as somebody who is there for them, but also someone who is doing something really great that makes me happy. So I would say the support system from your partner and even my ex-husband is supportive. So all around, you know, my family universe, I think the support of them is very um, key to my success and my future success and being able to take risks, but also finding that that balance. Um, I work on Saturdays and Sundays. I write some of my best emails on Sundays, (laughs) you know, Um, and, and, you know, I don't expect a response until Monday, but I work every day. And because of that, I'm able to ebb and flow when my kids need me to pick them up from school or take them to the doctor or the dentist or the orthodontist or be home for piano lessons or, you know, my turn to make dinner. It, It just all works because I don't have any strict rules or um, no one's really putting pressure on me to do certain things or making me feel bad if I, if I don't. And I think that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, my last question for you today is tied to this um, topic, but um, aside from financial goals, um, what is your barometer for success? To keep building you know, my skincare line and IBE and to make sure that our team is really happy and that they are as passionate as Nader and I am about growing this platform for for small beauty businesses. And we're so excited to grow Connect Indie. We had Indie Essentials and Expert Dialogues. We want to do another uh, track like a 2.0 and a 3.0 business track for brands. Um, We want to um, create workshops during trade indie. And for me, success is to see people and brands and businesses happy and scale and, and further their distribution and to finally have a say in this, you know, $50 billion a year beauty industry. If they succeed, we succeed. And that to me is just, I, I'm, I, it just makes me so happy is that our team is, is happy and disciplined and can grow IBE and that um, the brands are happy and the buyers are happy and that the press is happy and that we are actually bringing something to this industry that's meaningful. That to me is success. Jillian, thank you so much for these insights and your honesty. It's really inspiring and beautiful. And I really appreciate you sharing with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Jody. Anytime. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.